Hello, Helen. Hello, James. Welcome back. How was your Thank holiday? Thank you, right. My holiday was great. Um, and I listened to a podcast last week. Was it good? It was great. And um, I don't know why I've come back, really. <laughs> but the great thing Rachel's is... Because on holiday, that's why. Yeah. And there's a couple of weeks I'm away in the future. So um, I look forward to you bringing in another friend or Rachel back. Um, most encouraging was the fact that there's somebody else in the world that can't stand noisy crisp eating. That doesn't make it right. Oh, oh, oh people eating <laughs> noisily. Um, and, but also I did find it shattering because, you know, Pete and Rach, I didn't believe there was anything that upset each other in their marriage. <laughs> they are this, you know, just always gleeful couple. But um, now, before I went away, you launched mm-hmm. a, a little competition quiz for me. Yep. Uh, and now is the revenge. So you have um, 30 seconds. Oh no! To name ten things beginning with the letter D. Are you ready? Anything? And now I'm going to tell you what the things are. Same as you did for me. Oh. <laughs> oh are you okay. ready? Okay. I was thinking. Oh, this is easy. Go on then. Okay. Animal. Dog. Uh, alcoholic drink. Oh. Uh. Uh. Disarano. <laughs> Car. Uh. Datsu. Language. Dutch. Boy's name. David. Breed of dog. Doberman. <laughs> Item of clothing. Uh, 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 dungarees. Food. Uh, um, oh, gosh. Stop. Uh, food. What's food beginning with D? Drudge. That's what I serve. <laughs> I can't think of a single type of food, actually. <laughs> but I was very kind to you. I put in your favourite things, you know, animals, you can play dog, breed of dog, alcoholic drink, clothing. I was going to say shoe, but I thought that was a bit hard. <laughs> Doc Martins, easy. Um, Disarano. I haven't had a Disarano for a very long time. Might have one of those tonight. Do, do you know, I wonder whether, you know, it's lockdown eases and things change whether it's time for some new podcasts mm-hmm. um i'm wondering about doing one for professionally around mission and getting different people in and interviewing them around stuff around how the church reach does outreach maybe you could do one on uh, alcoholic drinks <laughs> well maybe i could do a podcast from each venue that's reopening yeah as i go and visit i did think about that mm, i'm I up went, for that i went into coffery and co who you now sponsor yesterday <laughs> they're great aren't they they were very sweet. The la- I asked the lady if she remembered the mad woman that came in and videoed. Uh, and she said, I came back off furlough yesterday. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, and the other lady went, yeah, I was here when she came in. <laughs> she works for a church, doesn't she? <laughs> I said, yeah, and she's, she's putting you out all over social media. So I think she's after a free drink. <laughs> Honestly, I've got enough of those. They've got this electronic stamper thing that yeah. goes on your phone. So cool. So I've already got a saved coffee in my wallet. I did say, how often does she come in? How much does she drink? Mm. Um, they're not, they don't have the seal of the confessional. They told me all. <laughs> <laughs> did they? Oh, right. I'll have to have a word. But it's the first time I've been into town. Oh, really? I found it quite traumatic. It was worse than Aldi the other week. Because <laughs> it was it, so busy. Yeah. Just, and there's no scope for social distancing on pavements. Mm. Um, and, and also, I went with someone to Coffrey & Co. And 
and they were really close to me. <laughs> I was like, that's not two metres, go away. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a one-way system in Exeter, isn't there? No, the there paths, is not. But no, no one takes not. any notice of there's, it. I know. There's a sign 30 foot up. Yeah. <laughs> and very, very small arrows on the pavement, neither of which people look at. <laughs> and I try and stick to it unless there's a seagull in my path. And you know how scared I am of seagulls. So then I just go screaming across the road. <laughs> I imagine everybody runs out of your way anyway at that point. <laughs> yeah, they it's do. Fine. <laughs> just generally. So what's been filling your thoughts this week? Um, so I've been um, growing tomatoes, which has been very exciting. Um, what and there was to my curate who is this new woman did you see on facebook there was this poll of what gives people the biggest sense of power and it was money status or growing a tomato and growing a tomato was way up there and i have to say i absolutely identify with that but you're a bit of a gardener you see i've i can't even grow a weed james so well i'm not really i'm i'm a kind of this sounds very grand more of a landscape gardener as in i'd like to dig a pond or do something like lay a path um my mum always criticizes me when she visits for my tomato care oh what's the most important thing when you're growing tomatoes to keep picking bits off but i'm not sure which bits you're supposed to pick off. it's the only thing i know liz is liz is growing um sponges loofers oh in our good life eco world so you grow a loofah sponge and then you don't ever need to use sponges. Not that I use sponge anyway, but it's yeah. the eco way of what I'm washing up. I hate using for washing up. I didn't know you could grow them in this country. Yeah. We brought some back from Uganda and then realized that they were a live plant thing that we shouldn't have brought in. And they were carrying coronavirus and that's where it was. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, so and you're meant to pick out the fifth petal or leaf or something. But oh. Tomatoes are really easy. Tomatoes, it has a big one growing up. And then little ones going outside called branches. And in the middle of the branch, where the branch joins the up bit, little ones grow out. And if you don't pluck them out, it becomes a massive branch and it won't ever grow tomatoes. It just takes all the energy and life out of tomato plant. Uh, so at every 45 degree angle, every branch coming off, if you've got another one growing between it and the stem, yeah. cut it off, snip oh. it out. I, I mean, the rookie error was that I got one of those grow bags that you put on the floor, yeah. planted it in there, but I'd got the one that's supposed to go climbing down. Oh, no. <laughs> so it's now climbing and creeping all over the path. But it's got lots of tomatoes on it, so I'm quite excited for when uh, and, I get back to see. And your family going to water it while you're away? So we've got this new system that you put a hose pipe timer on and lots of little pipes with drips going through twice a day why are you shaking your head at me because you have a really expensive irrigation system for one grow bag of tomatoes <laughs> is that true uh i've no idea how much it costs it just looks like black rubber to me but what else is it watering uh there are some herbs i bought some herbs brilliant <laughs> for rosemary for my gin and tonic rosemary and gin and tonic of is course. brilliant and basil but i've used all that on holiday last week, Toby was on um, a living and telling course about sharing mm-hmm. your faith for two days, which was a disaster because <laughs> we have a dripping tap where we're staying and we we're trying to get that sorted and the plumber turned up and Josh oh, had, Toby no. had to come out of his meeting. Oh, uh, no. At exactly that moment, the internet went down oh, and no. the internet never came back. And Toby blamed it on the plumber going in the cupboard to turn the water off, but actually something is eaten through our broadband cable. <gasps> something and yeah not not at our place up the road oh. um but absolute nightmare because 
it's we still haven't had it resolved. BT oh. can't aren't sorting their lives out. But so Liz and I went out for two days. It wasn't great weather, but my challenge was each morning to take her for a beautiful coffee spot, mm. which needed to be outdoors to be fully kind of you know COVID compliant, you know, no yep. worries. And um and one day we went to this stunning place down on the on the coast path, where this amazing house walking through had decking outside on the first floor with no balconies and Ooh. like their deck chair, their seats there, just looking out at the sea. Uh, we were the corner to the rest of the wild coffee shop and it literally was a terrace of very basic houses. Like the gardens were as small as you could imagine. No yeah. access to the gardens in the back because they didn't have back doors. And this okay. couple had decked their back garden. They had taken a pane of glass out of their kitchen window and yeah. made it into a coffee shop. And so <laughs> you have this small decked area with about four tables and we could sit and have coffee uh, with a stunning view but it, nobody else's garden had ever had anything done to it but like you they had like eight pots of plants growing to make it beautiful and an irrigation system <laughs> with See? little black tubes <laughs> um so and what are you any thoughts as we've you said you did the other day a little video talking about pausing and praying in a coffee shop because you are obsessed as everybody all our listeners know uh and you talked about now lockdown's over mm. which i thought was interesting because is lockdown over yes it is but what are we in now what's it called now because we're not locked down but we're still yeah in a weird world aren't we we are and it you know i was reflecting this morning that actually every day there's something different that we've got yeah. to think about and uh you know now it's wearing of masks and going to shops wearing masks and they're talking about offices and any indoor public space aren't they um yeah it's it's interesting because i still can't hug my daughter who doesn't live with us she can come and visit us and she can stay in our house but i still can't hug her and that's the weirdest thing the weirdest thing um, it's one thing not being able to see her, but being able to see her and not touch her is very odd. Um, but it is what it is. And, you know, I've, I've been listening to lots of the news where people are saying they're not going to wear masks and they shouldn't be made to wear masks. And I'm, I'm just kind of thinking I don't understand why people wouldn't want to if they think it might help prevent yeah. a second wave where we may all have to go like Leicester back into lockdown again. Yeah. And that's always a risk, right? Especially down here yeah, yeah. with lots of yeah. people coming in for holiday. Um, but then I've got to trust that God's in control and I just need to do my bit. You know, it's not gonna, that's not going to be enough. I still need to wear my mask yeah. and do everything I can, wash my hands. My worry is that people have forgotten to wash their hands now because that's gone off the agenda. <laughs> but that's still the best you talk to any doctor yeah, yeah. that's the best way of stopping this yeah is to keep your hands clean um and and it is it's interesting trust god uh what does that look like and what does that mean because there's the mm. bonkers christians in america who yeah. i don't know what i saw i don't know what they were at some kind of senate hearing or something where they were going we can't wear face masks because that is uh, of the devil because that is blocking our breath and our breath is what makes us human and what God's given us. And you're like, what are you going on about? Um, 
and churches there's a, somebody had on facebook the other day a church where they're seeing revival they're claiming on beach missions and things uh and they're saying this is stifling god's work you know we are here we're not socially distanced because we trust god mm. and and yet around the world there have been massive covid incidences in gatherings in churches and, yeah. and it's that balance isn't it? and the whole thing of face mask i find it really helpful the mindset of i'm wearing this for your sake not mine because yeah. I think there is a bit of a, I, I'm wearing it because I'm, I'm infected and, mm. and I, I'm bad rather than actually, no, I don't think I am infected, mm. but, or mm. I'm not scared of you. I'm not judging you, but I'm going, yeah. I would hate for you to be ill. Uh, and only yeah. touch me. I talked to somebody recently where their grandparents and they're both once kind of uh, healthy, vulnerable, the others over 70 and vulnerable. And, mm their children are saying can we come and stay can we come and visit you and they're going we so want to see you but your little children mm. your toddlers don't get it and we so want to touch them mm. but but the risk is too much for us because even if you, you can't you know avoiding three members of the family it doesn't really make any difference does it if one no. of them's slobbering on you no um, absolutely yeah but actually i've kind of thought of it as i felt a little bit unable to do anything active in this yeah. pandemic you know i'm not a medic i i can't be on the front line in that way but actually wearing a mask and and keeping my distance is the one thing i can mm. do the small thing i can do yeah. and if we all had that kind of attitude of actually what can i do uh we could all help in some way yeah so yeah yeah and and i think i'm constantly challenged by what is helping and caring and being above reproach which you know, the bible challenges as leaders to be above reproach mm. and what is a kind of pharisaical legalism of yeah so somebody described it as being a traffic are you by nature a traffic warden as in spotting other people's naughtiness and wanting to find them for it uh and i i am if you give me a rule i love it because then i know what's right or wrong yeah and i'll stick by it it's the gray areas of life that are more difficult yeah and i have to say i'm taking it as my personal mission to help every local business get back into business the restaurants i've already got my table booked in my favorite restaurant for when they open i'm trying to go into coffee shops obviously staying socially distanced and if i need to wear a mask when i order but um you know there's a lot of businesses who are really struggling to yeah. get back on their feet as well um and so it's my personal mission to visit everyone in Exeter before the end of the summer. Brilliant. You're not actually here for any of the summer, so. No. Well, I am because I can't go on holiday, but um, whereas, yeah. Whereas Liz was really keen to go to um, the most expensive restaurant she could find because you can go for half price and and a place we wouldn't pay to go to normally, but it's actually only up to ten pounds. Up to a tenner, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't. You know, she wanted to take me to this, you know, <laughs> Kiddly Park or whatever. That would have been funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, that would have been funny. And and I think I'm constantly challenged. Of Jesus was spot on, you know, most of the time, all the time, um, in taking the speck out of your uh, someone else's eye and the plank out of your own, and and there is. St- even more so now we've talked about it loads before but that am i more concerned by other people's behavior or my own yeah and am i doing what's right but i also think people are quite um agitated anyway because of what's going on so they're 
slightly probably less tolerant than they perhaps would be yeah. you know um people in queues and things are getting quite angry with other people cutting in and not keeping their distance and yeah. normal things that wouldn't generally bother because we're all on heightened alert and we're all out of our comfort zone with everything and that's kind of coming out in the way we behave with you know those around us that perhaps we don't know that we don't think are playing by the rules and stuff and and how much but how much do i walk a mile in someone else's shoes hmm. which is interesting with black lives matter and and being challenge to understand what it looks like from someone else's perspective hmm. and hmm. what does it look like for people that like that couple with their grandchildren yeah. where we're all excited we can go out to the beach we can do this that and the other and actually the th line like you the thing you most want to do is hug your daughter and you can't hmm. and that that's the bit where lockdown has ended but life hasn't gone back to normal and the massive challenge exeter they're hoping is one of the areas in the country that will bounce back economically most easily or quickest but that doesn't help the people in exeter who've lost their jobs who have got into debt over this time more than ever uh, and what hope they have which and also all the energy's gone a bit hasn't it you know community feeding people and that as the mindset is well life's gone a bit back to normal now yeah actually more than ever the hungry new feeding the families need supporting and people with mental health struggles, which have been exacerbated through lockdown. Now it's worse rather than better. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, yeah, you kind of get overkill and desensitized to things, don't you? And yeah. so that's the new normal that, that that's how it is. But um, yeah, it's going to be interesting as we move through the summer and into September to see, how people cope i guess i'm i'm a bit scared to, to get back to whatever normal is just in case it's taken away again yeah um yeah and so we're kind of all waiting and watching and seeing what's happening everywhere but actually i've, I've been thinking today as well about comparison and comparing my life to six months ago mm. you know it just makes me long for the things that i've lost but makes me also miss out on the joys that are still here today for me to take hold of. Um, so I don't want to kind of let comparison steal that from today um, because I can't have what was six months ago. Um, I may hopefully get it back one day, but it may look very different. And, and the danger of, of a new normal or easing, what we're most motivated about is what we've missed or what I want. And it's quite easily quite, even if like for you, it's totally not selfish because you're only going to coffee shops to keep them in business, not because you want coffee. Um, Absolutely. But it's about what do I mean? What do I desire? Rather than I guess what's the question is, what does God want me to do? Uh, for yeah. us as a church, what, how much are we scrabbling to get life, keep up and keep going with what's next? Or how much are we stopping and saying to God, what, what, what is changed that I can't see? Or, yeah. or how do we operate differently? rather than try, try and recreate what we think we ought to be doing. Mm. And also not living in fear, living in awareness, mm. yeah. but not living in the fear because there is a real difference from yeah. being frightened to go out and frightened to step into whatever the new normal is and just being aware that actually we still need to live within these boundaries, yeah. but not living 
motivated by fear of of what could be um because that can be a really lonely place to be and a really scary place to be if yeah. if you're you know seeing covid on every turn um but actually as long as you live within the boundaries that we're given we don't need to live in that fear i don't think yeah yeah interesting so what do you think is the one thing and it, you know at the moment you're feeling god's challenging encouraging you to do go on holiday tomorrow mm-hmm. um i still think even in this time of lockdown where people have been saying how wonderful it's been to be able to slow down and have a different pace there's still that um drive to be busy that it's seen as a badge of honor to say i'm so exhausted life has got even busier during lockdown and for some of us it really has for me it's busier in a different way because technology is not my bag as you know um and so it takes me longer to do things because I've got to work things out and I just find talking to a computer exhausting, whereas I find talking to a person energizing, but there's still this attitude of if you're not busy, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Um, and, and I know I need to snap myself out of that, that not to feel, you know, I went for a paddleboard the other day cause it was really sunny. Um, and I was gone for an hour and I felt really guilty that I wasn't at my desk doing something. Was that um, the hour I was ringing you the whole time? <laughs> no, that was the hour you were on holiday taking oh, a wipe out for coffee. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know, no one else, make, you never make me feel guilty for taking time out as my boss, but, yeah. but I put that on myself. And yeah. where has that come from? That's come yeah. from a society where busyness is a badge of honor and that we're all expected to run ourselves ragged really yeah. strange um what's what do you think I, th- I think just the challenge of how much am i seeking god for what happens now mm-hmm. and how we serve him best in this context rather than just trying to reformat what we were doing and who we are mm-hmm. and make it trying to make how we do things to fit how things are rather than seeing how things are and you know yeah. if that makes sense yeah and and reformatting to it and and i think now is fascinating churches are reopening uh there's the whole church of england legality that we need to be offering services in the parish churches mm. uh and so there's a whole load of pressure to do that rather than go actually the world has changed and yeah and what does that mean what does that look like what are people look looking for mm. and how does the church serve which is what we're here for the yeah. spiritual and holistic needs of our communities. Um, mm. Well, oh, Helen's frozen. I think she's gone on holiday already. What a fantastic end to our last podcast at the moment. Uh, next week, oh, you're back. Next week, I am going to be podcasting without Helen. I'm going to try and find a friend. Um, somebody that Helen's going to be really jealous of uh, uh, and feel, you know, that they've done a better job, which isn't possible. It's not going to be hard, is it? Let's face it. As long as they've got a pulse. That's so <laughs> not true. Um, and try and find somebody who was cheaper than your friend last week, I hear. Um, uh, I know. Very expensive last week. <laughs> well, Helen, uh, before you go off on holiday, have a fantastic time. You know, don't feel guilty that you're just sat in the sun wear lots of sun cream um you know put on the fake tan rather than go out in the sun 
Uh, <laughs> and why don't you pray for us? I will. Uh, Lord, we thank you that uh, you give us each day as a blessing. I pray that we would be able to take hold of each day, that we would be able to catch moments of joy and uh, visions of hope for what is to come. Uh, pray that you would uh, be with us, that you would guide us, that you would uh, be the rock we need in this time. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.